Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! <clears throat> Sonny was real nice to the kid. Wish my father was like him. My father was a military man. Guess I wasn't such a good soldier. Anyway, when I was 35, he tried to give me a crew cut while I was asleep. I woke up, broke, <laughs> broke his arm, haven't seen him since. I'd rather live in a dumpster than under his freaky-ass rules. <laughs> anyway, I think Sonny Koufax should be acquitted of all charges. If OJ can get away with murder, why can't Sonny have his kid? This guy knows what I'm talking about. No more questions. Hello, and welcome to Little Marty, the only <laughs> podcast that I'm aware of dedicated to covering the life and works and empires of Adam Sandler and Martin Score CC. Yeah. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Jeremy the Butcher. You can hear him. You can hear the machete clanking. Shing. Welcome to America. Before we do anything, Jeremy, I, I hate to bring this to a, you know, a dire, solemn uh, okay. uh, level. But uh-huh. I'm afraid I'm going to have to issue the very first Little Marty Amber Alert. Oh, no. Yes. And uh, this is very serious. A very serious issue that... Well, you know, I, I moved from one place to another, and, and, you know, in a perfect world, you you get to the new place, and you know where everything is. However, I am missing, Jeremy, probably the most important item in my life, besides my Twin Peaks box set. Oh, no. If anyone out there has seen a Panasonic Blu-ray remote control, <laughs> <laughs> Blu-ray player remote control. <laughs> wow. I got to get that thing back. I went, you know what, the other night, it's a true tragedy, because you can't, I was ready to get back into Northern Exposure. Oh, no. I ended up spending, you know, I, I was like, I got a couple hours tonight. I can watch heck of a lot of episodes wound up looking around for the damn remote <laughs> couldn't find it and you can't watch the thing anywhere else you know you gotta you gotta use the dvds so if anyone's seen it wait you can't operate the the player without the remote here's the thing is you can like i technically i could have pressed play like over and over again but uh-huh. the episode that I left off with was like the last, and I can I, I had no ability to do like a chapter selection, wow. so I would have had to rewatch some episodes, which I guess I could have done. Damn. Anyway, um, can I also Panasonic. say uh, Panasonic Z? Can I also say that I know I happen to know that speaking of Blu-rays, you have a uh, a Blu-ray box set called Twin Peaks from Z to A. Is this correct, mm-hmm. Eric? Yes. Yeah. I have been on the hot hunt for this box set because I have a little tiny bit of disposable cash, 
and I was like, I think I want to buy this box set. I cannot find this thing to save my freaking life. It's just not on Amazon anymore. And like on eBay, it's like $300. And I'm like, wow. Oh my God. Yeah. So if you're out there listening and I imagine you're maybe a Twin Peaks fan, if you're listening to us, uh, Consider yourself lucky if you have that Z to A box set. I really want that thing. I'm trying to track it down like mad and uh, can't find it. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, Jeremy? You better not touch my box set, all right? <laughs> okay. Thing's all mine. right. No guarantees. Thing's mine. No guarantees. So we're talking big daddy-o today, but first... We've been doing some weird stuff over on the Patreon. Oh, it's true. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. What do we got going on over there? Well, you know, last week was a bit of a mess, Eric. We, uh, well, we started, uh, you know, we did our episode on the the, the film, I, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Me fully thinking that would be our last Summer of Horror episode, and we decided, no, 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 <laughs> we're gonna do more. And uh, we did. We decided that live on air, and you can hear us go through the creative process live <laughs> on our Patreon. Very creative. Where we discuss and then decide what we're gonna do next week. And I'll tell you, there's a moment in there where we both just stop talking because <laughs> we're both deep in thought, oh, yeah. and it is one for the ages. So I would recommend if you want to go and hear some weird, very cool podcasting that you're not gonna get anywhere else. Go to patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy to hear two podcasting uh, geniuses get real with you. That's how I want to pitch it. Get real with you. Uh, And so uh, the result of it is we decided to do the 1978 film Piranha by Joe Dante. And it was a delight. So we will also be covering that this week as well. So, uh, yeah, hop on over there. We continue our summer of horror. And I imagine... We have a little summer horror left in the can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The can. I'm shaking it around a little bit, and I can hear something clacking around. And, uh, well, it sounds scary. <laughs> so, <laughs> patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. So, Big Daddy, Jeremy, oh, yeah. is, is, is a movie that I just like. I love this movie. What What's your history with Big D? Um, you're going to flip your wig, Eric, but I only ever watched this movie completely all the way through for the first time in 2020. That's right. Really? Last year, actually. And I think if you go back and listen to some of our old episodes, probably our Patreon episodes, you can hear me for the first time talk about Big Daddy before Little Marty was even, uh... A twinkle in his father's eye. I talked mm. about uh, uh, watching Big Daddy because I was going through a bit of a Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler kick where I was watching mm. a bunch of Jim Carrey films, watching a bunch of Adam Sandler movies, and I, I stumbled upon Big Daddy, and I had never watched it all the way through. Watched it late one night and uh, for the first time. I, I think the film is great. I do wish... I had seen it as a younger person and had more nostalgia for it. I'll tell you, it is, it is a strange phenomenon watching films like this for the first time 
in 2020 in 2021 you're it's just you know it's 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 you know some of the it's not as funny as it probably would have been to see it when it first came out um and that alone is is kind of a you're at a you're at a little bit of a distance with it but i do think the film is great and i do super appreciate big daddy so i don't really have a lot of negative things to say about it other than i kind of just wish i would have experienced it when i was younger but uh, what about you, Eric? Because it sounds like you have a little bit more experience. Oh yeah, this is like maybe, but I I guess besides the Water Boy, the Water Boy was probably the first Adam Sandler movie that I remember watching, like right after it came out. Oh, interesting. I didn't. Um, and then Big Daddy was another one where it was like I, I probably during a sleepover or something. I remember it being in theaters and like being aware that it, this movie was in theaters and that I couldn't go see it. Mm. In fact, I, I actually remember going to see another movie with my family uh, and like walking by a screening of Big Daddy and just thinking, man, how cool would it be to like go in there and see? And you know how like uh, uh, this happened specifically with something about Mary <laughs> And and movies like that when I was in middle school is uh, you would like you know all your friends are like you're not old enough to go see <laughs> R-rated movies yet yeah. so everything you know about them while they're in the theatrical release is just like hearsay from like someone's older brother going to see it or whatever, <laughs> which is such a silly way to like find out about you know. But uh, that's great. So I remember hearing about jokes in Big Daddy like before, you know, before I'd ever seen it. But uh, yeah, it's 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 good. It was it's interesting because it's like the one where I was like, oh, Adam Sandler is like a grown up now, mm, and I wasn't yeah. necessarily like disappointed with it because I think this movie is really funny. There is some stuff that's like. I, you know the there there's there's some of the humor is definitely a little bit outdated and probably wouldn't fly uh right now i'm specifically thinking of the uh the uh uh uh, uh gay relationship yeah the couple and how yes Can I, and how you know something is crazy yeah. though you know I, I hear what you're saying um i do want to point out that this movie did win a glad award <laughs> What's what is a Glad Award? Uh, the uh, gay and lesbian and non. Let me let me let me look at it. I don't want to get it wrong. Gay and lesbian alliance against defamation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gl- well, Glad. I don't know. Who am I to say whether or not something's pro- like that's problematic? But well, I mean, look. Uh, it, I'm not saying it isn't problematic because I think just because something won a Glad Award back in the '90s doesn't mean it. It's not problematic. It probably is problematic, but um, it was definitely. Let me let me um, let me make sure I'm not getting this wrong. Okay, it didn't win, but it was nominated in the in in the 2000s. It was nominated in the year 2000 um, for a Glad Award, along with hmm. the movie Election, Flawless, Happy Texas, and and the and the winner is being John Malkovich um, hmm. for that year. Uh, again. That does not mean it's not problematic. We've also, we learn a lot as time flows and moves on. But at one point, I think just having gay representation on screen 
was kind of a cool thing, kind of a big deal. And yes, these characters are probably not gay in real life and kind of maybe like they're making a joke out of it in a lot of ways that doesn't look great today. Uh, I did find that to be interesting that this film was nominated <laughs> for a GLAAD award. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, make of it what you will, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's so, uh, looking into like the, you know, the production of this movie, there's not really, there's not even like a production section on Wikipedia. Cause yeah. it's just like one of those movies where like, I don't really care how big, like, how big daddy was filmed um or like how long it took them to like film this and how many takes this thing took and whatnot let me ask you a question Uh, i I, I have a question i want to ask you though do you think Mm -hmm. at what point do you think that the adam sandler machine is like has has be has formed do you think it's before this movie or do you think it is with this movie or after this movie and do you know what the I mean? The Adam Sandler machine. Yeah, the machine where it's yes. like we know what to expect. Like we like the the uh, the formula has been set in stone. Like all Adam Sandler movies start to follow a similar pattern, and and it's almost like interesting. They're kind of they're kind of I wouldn't to say they're pushing them out in a machine makes it sound bad, but I don't mean it that way. I just more mean like like there's a formula here. Yeah. I would say more so than any of the other Adam Sandler movies from what I understand. Because a lot of them have like a romantic element to them. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, adult themes and whatnot. Uh, I, I would say Big Daddy is, is probably probably where the machine, you know, yeah. starts... Uh, clanking around. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, before this, I mean, we're getting the silly Adam Sandler. We're getting, you know, the... Uh, and then, you know, it, w- in the same year, we get uh, probably the stupidest uh, Adam <laughs> Sandler film, The Waterboy, yeah. paired with a very touching, uh, good rom-com where he's kind of in a serious role. Right. And that's kind of out of, le- out of left field. And then Big Daddy is kind of like... The perfect combination of both. I think Big Daddy think. is one of the most interesting Adam Sandler movies ever. Even if I if it's a, if it's not my favorite, I do think it is weirdly grounded for an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. And you know, it, it's also even though it comes out in 1999, it's so emblematic of the 90s. It's the most like 90s feeling of his movies, and like it almost feels like it could be a Kevin Smith film. I think. And uh, on top of that, I um, I also have a soft spot in my heart for this movie because I remember an interview with Paul Thomas Anderson where he talked about why he cast Adam Sandler in Punch Drunk Love, and it was because of his performance in Big Daddy. He was so blown away by it. Mm. Um, sorry, one sec. Uh, Eric is... Um, is, uh, he's just he's, literally he's spying just on his neighbors right now. He's, he's, he's got binoculars. He's looking at his neighbors right now. <laughs> no, I was making a note for something for our stupid piranha episode that we're going to do next. And <laughs> ended up getting completely sidetracked. Uh, so a little bit of trivia. And this one, uh, uh, we've talked about this guy before, right? Dennis Dugan. Yeah, the man. Is, is the director. Yeah. The Dukes. The Dukester. Who directed... 
Happy Gilmore. You don't mess with the Zo. Oh man, we get to do Zohan, dude. At some point. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah. So this the screenplay by Sandler, Tim Hurley, and Steve Franks, whoever that is. Uh, creator, producer of Psych. <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think if like so. Was John Stewart like a big name at the time? At this time, I actually—that's a great question because there was a time when John Stewart was doing movies. Um, like he did *Death to Smoochie*. He did a, he did this. Uh, I'm trying to see like what the Daily Show run is. When did he take over? Uh, let's see here. John. John Stewart. Oh, man. It's going to take forever. My debut for Oh, okay. So, uh, Kilbourne's last show aired on December 17th, 1998, ending a 386 episode tenure. Uh, reruns were shown of the Daily Show until John Stewart's debut four weeks later. So that means 1999 is John Stewart's year of Daily Show. Mm, interesting. And he did it until 2015. Wow, that's almost Dang. 20 years of doing the same job. That's crazy. Uh yeah, so this is a big year for John Stewart. He gets this he's he got, he has a kind of big part in an Adam Sandler movie. He becomes the Daily Show host. Um gosh, that is such a weird thing about this movie, isn't it? It's punctuated by John Stewart. Like he's like yeah. he's such a huge celebrity because of another thing and not because of acting, but he's a big part in this movie. Jeremy, without looking at the trivia, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you uh, Adam Sandler's wife is is it plays a small role in Big Daddy. Okay. Can you guess who she is? Yes, I I know who Jackie she is. Sandler. Yeah, Jackie Sandler is the waitress in the bar. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you recognized her? I knew that. Yeah, I, I knew that going in to this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't I don't recognize her for I don't I don't know if I recognize her either, but she's in a couple of Adam Sandler movies and I think when I watched Big Daddy last year, I also looked that up. Mm. Like I I was happening to like go through the IMDb and I found that. Um another thing that I was realizing that makes me feel like this this kind of feels like a uh a Kevin Smith movie is I think now that I'm thinking about it, it's cuz of Joey Lauren Adams. <laughs> Because she's in this movie, I'm like, this feels like a Kevin Smith movie. Mm. She's Amy from Chasing Amy, and she's in Mallrats. Yeah, and she's in everything. She's in every, almost every Kevin Smith movie. She's in. Um. Yeah, weird, weird thing. Um. Let's see here. While filming the Water Boy, uh, while filming the Water Boy came out and was a huge success. Noticing the box office. Sony sent a memo to the set letting the production team and Sandler know that they had extra money to film or expand scenes they were lacking. This allowed smaller characters played by Rob Schneider and Steve Buscemi to have greater roles. Oh, man. that 
good. <laughs> they really this is, they really it, make the movie. I this I mean there's no hyperbole in this when I say this. Favorite Steve Buscemi role of yeah, all time. Yeah, this is a great Steve I Buscemi. I love him in this so much. I feel like I don't want to... So Rob Schneider's character is obviously doing an accent in this film, but it, what is his thing? Is he mm-hmm. Greek? What is his deal? I, I have no idea. I, anyways, I, I look, I, I hope I don't get pushback on this. I love Rob Schneider in this movie. I, I really do think he makes the movie in a lot of ways. Like his relationship yeah. to the kid is so great. Like he's so funny in it and he gets so mad at yeah. the kid when the, <laughs> during the card game. And, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, watching this cuz like now it Rob Schneider has just done so many things where I'm just like, oh, whatever, mm-hmm. who cares about Rob Schneider? Rewatching this, I was like, yeah, he actually like kind of rules in this he's movie awesome in and this he's movie. funny in the water boy he's funny in a couple of these yeah and he's funny um, in deuce bigelow you know. I, I like rob schneider in general i just i just think in this movie he really helps like he's like the kid's friend when adam sandler's not around you know what i mean like he's like he plays a really good comedic relief to two i don't know i i, I like him a lot in this movie it's it's hard because i don't know if he's i don't know if his his character's problematic i can't really tell <laughs> but um, mm. I do like Rob Schneider in general, and I like him a lot in this movie. I think he's, I think his character really works for me. Twins, Jeremy. Twins. Twins. <laughs> uh, play the uh, the young lad there, I believe. And Eric, Boy, I I, I know you're a huge Riverdale fan, so you know exactly who Cole Sprouse and Dylan Sprouse are. Yeah, <laughs> and I know so much about them in Riverdale that I'm not even going to talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> they, did you know, Jeremy, that these twins who played Julian lost baby teeth during production and had to be fitted with temporary replacements? Oh, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Sprouse's tooth fell out in the middle of a take near the end of the movie just after entering Hooters for his birthday, Sonny. Makes a reference to Julian about dealing with the missing tooth while holding him. Hey, you, still missing that tooth. Wow. What do you think of that? Wow. And you know what's crazy? The the, the Sprouse brothers are still missing those teeth to this day. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so this is the most successful movie of Sandler's career, yeah. making over... One six one hundred and sixty three million dollars domestically until the animated sequel Hotel Transylvania two, which made one sixty nine. But but also in 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 overall box office sales, including international, this made two hundred and thirty four million dollars back of a thirty four million dollar budget. That's mm. that's insane. <laughs> that's really good for the for ninety nine. That's that's crazy. I mean. It's not patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy good. No, but not that good. But, you know, adjusted for inflation, it's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. This is the last Sandler comedy before founding Happy Madison Productions as founder and CEO. Worth noting. Yeah. Uh... 
let's see. What do you say? What you want to okay, just get good. into the plot? <laughs> yeah, as soon as we're as soon as we're getting into uh, 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 this tidbit about how Julian didn't really pee on the side of the building and he was wearing a little squirt bottle or whatever. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I think it's time to. Ditch the old trivia and get into the old hey, story. You know, can I say one piece of trivia though that I that I feel like w- is going to make this come full circle? Mm-hmm. Uh, guess who was also considered for the role of Sonny Kovacs in Big Daddy? Was it? It was not Adam Sandler. It was somebody else considered once upon a time. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> That, now that would have made it truly come full circle. <laughs> it was Jim Carrey, actually. Oh, yeah. There's there's you a there's a version of this movie where it's Jim Carrey, and I think that works. <laughs> I think that works too. Yeah, I do too. I think that works. Yeah, too. he's such a good like dad, lame dad character. But uh, anyways, I I am glad it is Adam Sandler because man, this movie is pretty iconic. So. All right. New York City. The large banana. Mm-hmm. Sonny Koufax is a 32-year-old slacker who refuses to take the bar exam despite being an intelligent law graduate. Works one day a week as a toll booth attendant and lives off a large compensation payout from a minor accident. I, I believe he uh, uh he got two hundred grand from a taxi cab running over his foot. Is <laughs> what happened, and he, uh, I guess, invested a bunch of it into the stock market. Apparently, not very wisely, because it sounds like uh, he has to, you know, smash cans of beans <laughs> and stuff on the grocery floor. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I had a friend who actually had like in high school who had a similar situation where. I don't remember what I think he worked on a farm or something and like a tractor ran over his foot Mm. and he like was on crutches for a little while, but got like thousands and thousands of dollars. And I was, there's some sick part of me that is kind of like, I think that'd be worth it. You know, (laughs) you're on crutches for a, you mess up your foot for a while and you know, it's, you know, Mild to severe injury, but you get, you know, 200 grand. I think it'd be worth it. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, there's, uh, isn't also the premise <laughs> of Knocked Up that Seth Rogen is riding the high of an accident that he had when he was a kid? <laughs> I feel like there's like a couple of premises like this where it's like the dream job for a comedian is that you were hurt on accident and then uh, are collecting money forever. I also had a friend in college who, uh, was guy, he had like like a I don't know like it was like a lot of money he got for like a car accident when he was a child and he spent it all on drugs and when I met him he was broke so huh. that's more of a bummer story but hey they run the gamut okay Jeremy here's and I'll I'll cut this out of the episode so we don't get caught uh, uh but here's the thing. You're going to pose as a cab driver, okay? I'm going to be pretending to uh, do yoga in the middle of (laughs) the 101. 
like right over the white and my foot is going to be like right over the white line like i'll be in the median but uh, my foot i'll be doing some type of a pose where my foot will be outstretched perfect just perfect. enough for you to run it over with the uh the taxi cab perfect and what i do is i get an attorney and I sue you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait, I'm, I'm less dollars. perfect. This is less perfect. <laughs> okay. Uh, his girlfriend, Vanessa, <laughs> threatens to break up with him unless he takes more responsibility. Uh, his roommate, Kevin Garrity, proposes to his podiatrist girlfriend, Corinne Maloney, before he leaves for China to work on a case for his law firm. Uh, and she accepts. Sonny constantly teases Corinne, who strongly dislikes him, about her former job at Hooters. Um, Corinne is played by the incredible uh, Leslie Mann, by the way, right? Yes, who I did recently, and by recently I mean 10 minutes ago, look up to see if she's related to Amy Mann. No, but she is married to... Judd. Yes, the the Judster, who was roommates with... Uh, Leslie Mann? No, Adam Sandler. Judd Apatow and Adam Sandler were roommates in college. That's a very famous, like, comedy pairing. That's how the whole, uh, uh, what's that movie they made together? Funny People? That's how that got made. Um, Mm. and that's why we don't have Adam Sandler in Inglorious Bastards. It's because he was making Funny People with Judd Apatow. Uh, this, uh, I, I love this pairing. Leslie Mann and Adam Sandler at each other's throats, even though I think a lot of the jokes are problematic uh, that he throws Leslie Mann's way, and I don't quite get it, but I do like that they're together in scenes, and because I, I imagine that they know each other very well, and that they're very like comfortable with each other, like hanging out and and you know roasting each other and whatnot. Like it seems like it could have been a potentially fun set environment. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. And, yeah, I don't know. Also, I will say, one of my favorite movie apartments. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, like, also so crazy, (laughs) this movie apartment. (laughs) It's so Kevin Smith, right? Doesn't it kind of remind you of the apartment in Chasing Amy or no? Oh, man, I'd have to go back and watch Chasing Amy. It's like all brick, indoors brick. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, just, it's a very 90s, like, singles, Cameron Crowe style apartment. I I mean, I love it. I adore it. It's, like, iconic. But I, I, again, it's like, it's like this movie to me feels very 90s in in a cool way. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm flipping through the red carpet pictures of the Big Daddy. Uh, <laughs> man, you got to you gotta look at You, you got to go through these if you're listening to this. Uh-huh. Go to IMDb and just look through some of the photos. There's tons of just ridiculous pictures of, uh, you know, like Tori Spelling. Oh, great. Uh, great. All just these like all the, all the people that showed up David for Spade. <laughs> Perfect. Man. Perfect. If you could go, here's a question for you. If you could go to one, a premiere of one Adam Sandler movie, which oh, would it be? Oh, that's, that's, that's tough. I mean, would it be, that's really tough. Would it be, would you go to one that's like an intentionally a bad one? 
just to see just to see all these famous comedians really mm. depressed because <laughs> that could be kind of fun and funny in its own way um or do you like or do you want to go to like the billy madison red carpet i don't know it's a good question actually what but do you have an answer honestly probably this one. Oh my god probably Dude, big allison Daddy. hannigan is there Joey Lauren Adams, Jessica Alba. I mean, or Punch Drunk Love. This one or Punch Drunk Love, I think. Oh, I mean, but the, I don't know. Yeah. Like the Punch Drunk Lo- Love thing would be like the film nerd in me would be like, oh, that'd be like incredible, and you'd get to see comedy people, but also like you know PTA and yeah. Like that. But the Big Daddy one just sounds so fun. It, it, Melissa and, Joan uh, Hart is yeah. there. She. Oh my god, everyone looks awful. Everyone just looks yeah. terrible. Did you see the picture of Rob Schneid- Rob Schneider with his like zoot suit? Not yet. John Lovitz is there. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Dude. The next day Sonny wakes up to find Julian McGrath, a five year old abandoned at their apartment. Uh, a written explanation states that Julian's mother is no longer able to care for him and that Kevin is his biological father. Sonny contacts Kevin who is puzzled by the news. Uh, in spite of his selfishness and lack of parenting skills, Sonny assures him that he will look after Julian until Kevin returns from China. In order to win Vanessa back, Sonny introduces her to Julian. Uh, however, he discovers that she is now dating Sid, an elderly man whom, despite being 36 years her senior, she reveres more motivated and intelligent and who has a five-year plan. (laughs) (laughs) This is, like, such a weird choice to have her be dating this, like, super elderly man. man. Yeah. It's funny, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, I don't know. I this is another like Sandler movie that is just such a clean, like good comedy setup. It's like we just see how completely immature and ill-equipped this man is to like even care for himself, and then you know, cut to he's suddenly in charge of uh, you know being a dad basically right. for this random kid. It's yeah, good. yeah. No, it's it's. It's it's a film that has its uh, like a good head on its shoulders. You know what I mean? Like it's got its priorities in the right in the right place. Oh yeah. <sighs> Posing as Kevin, Sonny takes Julian to his social worker, Arthur Brooks, uh, telling him that Julian should return to his mother. However, Brooks informs Sonny that Julian's mother died of cancer. Sonny then decides to raise Julian his own way. Uh, the two develop a strong bond, and Julian helps Sonny find a new girlfriend in Corinne's lawyer, uh, sister Layla. So uh, let's get into some of these antics here, because I some of my favorite scenes are like when Sonny's like trying to get this kid to like win this kid over, you know? Right. He brings him to the. He kind of like shows him new, like the th- brings him along to like the things that he would normally do, which is like watching rollerbladers trip (laughs) in the park. (laughs) Um, He, uh, he, they go to the McDonald's and meet, you know, Steve Buscemi. Oh, 
So uh, awesome. Steve Buscemi's character, and he freaks out at McDonald's. Um, have we we've met we've met Rob Schneider at this point? Yeah. Oh right? yeah. 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 He, we meet we meet him pretty early on, right? Isn't he just like the guy who works at the takeout place? Yeah. And we just immediately are getting into like the uh, you know, just the nuances of parenting and like how bad Sonny is at it, like just covering spills and pee with newspaper. <laughs> it's 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 good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Brooks finds a foster home for Julian and leaves messages for Sonny, but is suspicious when Sonny does not answer. At a meeting at Julian's school, Sonny rethinks his parenting methods after hearing a teacher complain about the habits Julian has developed. Uh, he turns Julian's behavior around, but the, then Brooks arrives to find out Sonny impersonated Kevin and threatens to arrest him if he does not hand over Julian. Sonny complies, but contacts Layla to help take legal action. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of like some of the good, I mean, oh, we also get the, uh, go ahead. well, I was going to say like some of the iconic moments from the film we could maybe talk about like the spitting scene. Like we, yes, like that's like a huge, that that's like a huge thing in this, right? Like the spitting, like getting it all the way to the ground. And it's like it's like you can tell now it's sort of like a digitally enhanced spit string <laughs> that like goes all the way to the ground and then comes all the way back up. And and like you know, there's also the scuba Steve bits in here we could talk about as like an, oh, another yeah. iconic it- thing. By the way, uh, you would be wrong if you said that my friends and I did not try and uh, do the spit thing <laughs> in the playground <laughs> at recess. Of course. Uh, plenty of times. Mm. I actually think I had a friend that was like good at it and, I, and actually could touch the ground. Oh, which, you know, today, in, uh, <laughs> now that we've like, <laughs> we're in a pandemic, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a pretty disgusting thing to do. Yeah, it sounds fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, the Scuba Steve thing, which I think I read in um, the trivia somewhere. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I still have that pulled up. Scuba Steve is based on a childhood toy that Adam Sandler had called Diver Dan. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, in court... Uh, numerous people, uh, including Corinne, testify on Sonny's behalf and tell the judge he is a suitable father. Julian also testifies and provides information regarding his heritage. Uh, Sonny then calls himself to the stand and asks his lawyer, Father Lenny, visiting from Florida, to question him. Uh, despite Lenny's fervent belief that Sonny is not father material, Sonny convinces Lenny that he will try his best at being a father. Impressed by Sonny's sincerity, Lenny vouches for him. Uh, nonetheless, the unconvinced judge orders Sonny's arrest. <laughs> Kevin, uh, recalling Julian's testimony about the circumstances of his birth, realizes he is Julian's biological father and refuses to press charges on Sonny. 
Kevin is granted custody of Julian, and Sonny promises Julian that they will uh, be best friends. He then passes Julian to Kevin, and the two start to bond. Um, this is kind of a sweet... You know what I will say about this uh, uh, movie hmm. that I was not expecting? I kind of teared up a little bit yeah, it's towards good. the end. Yeah. Especially this part when Jon Stewart's trying to win him over, and then he, like fakes an injury because <laughs> that's because that's the kind of thing that uh you know julian thinks is funny um it's sweet you know and, and this is uh besides the wedding singer the first sandler movie where we get kind of like a sweet ending to an extent i i agree um, yeah i agree i mean they all have like happy endings in a way like they never have like sad endings but like yeah there's because of the grounded nature of the story the the grounded kind of nice ending really packs a good punch one year later Sonny has completely turned his life around he is a successful lawyer is married to Layla and they have a child of their own Sonny is given a surprise birthday party at a Hooters restaurant attended by his friends, including Julian, who is happy in his new family with Kevin and Corinne, and often meets up with Sonny for activities, such as basketball. Uh, Sonny then encounters Vanessa working as a waitress with Sid working as a cook, revealing that his five-year plan did not go as she had hoped. Everyone but a frustrated Vanessa celebrates Sonny's birthday. And that is Large Papa. <laughs> large Mama Papa. Boy, oh boy. So, what'd you think? A big daddy? Well, yeah. they made me big happy, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> right. I, uh, I like this movie a lot. I think this movie is really good. And it's a really great like late 90s early 2000s film. I mean, you got to remember like this is the Sandler movie that came out the year of the last Scorsese film. I'm sorry, the last uh Kubrick film. It came out the same year as uh The Matrix, came out the same year as Magnolia. I mean, this is a good year for film. The Sixth Sense mm. came out this year. Uh it's a uh, and it's and it's and it's up there with one of the all-time greats. I I really appreciate this film. I think for me, it's it's strange because a lot of the jo- a lot of the humor in it works, and a lot of it, and some of it doesn't. And I think that that's okay. And um, I think the overall themes and message of the of the film is 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 incredible. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a strange thing. Again, um, I think if I had seen this as a kid, it'd be a lock in for like mm. a super high score. But I'm going to give it I'm going to give it for now and this could it could change. It could go up. I'm going to give it a 2.75 Chucky Freckles. That is 0.7 that's 0.25 over the water boy. That is the New York New York score. Uh interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's not quite wedding singer material, but I do like it a lot. What about you, Eric? 
So here's something that I, you know, would like to bring up uh, is that this is the first because uh, I do remember watching this film when it uh, during like a family movie night, I believe uh, we had rented it, probably from a blockbuster or perhaps a Hollywood video, and we. Um, I remember my uh, the whole family chuckling about. This was the first Adam Sandler movie that was like, you know, the elders in the group were not like, this is really stupid. <laughs> Why are we watching this weirdo with a golf club uh, uh, eating Subway sandwiches and punching Bob Barker? This is the first uh, Adam Sandler movie that was like, it's funny for everyone, you know? It's got it's got some stuff for the kids. It's got some stuff for the grown-ups. And uh I think that's worth mentioning. Um and also I, I you know I I think there must be a little bit of nostalgia going on here Jeremy because I uh I respect your score very much, mm. but I uh, this one's really high up there for me. This is yes. a uh Get it, queen. This is one of my favorites. And I have to look here and just make some adjustments to some previous. So I'm actually going to bring the wedding singer down to a 3.5. Because I don't think Big Daddy is a 4. But I like it more than I like the wedding singer. <laughs> I'm going to give this a 3.75. Oh, wow. Interesting. And I think... Maybe that'll get a little lower over time. Yeah. Maybe it won't. Maybe not. Actually, you know what? Nah. Uh, three point five. Okay. Big Daddy's a three point five. Yes, I love that. I don't. Out of four. I, I'm realizing now. I, I have a big. Uh, I have a lot of space in my in my three my level three films. I've only given films a three or a four so far in the Sandler Scorsese run. I haven't done a three point two five or three point five yet. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how these things change as we go on, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, right now my scores are looking right. They're looking right to me, but, but yeah, as soon as, you know, who knows? Maybe, uh, Age of Innocence can tip the scales, change things around. Maybe Click is going to come in and shake things up. We don't know yet. I'm hearing a lot of things about that Transylvania <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard about the <laughs> Transylvania 2 movie. I'm very interested. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this has been the Big Daddy episode that everyone has been clamoring for. Let's see what's next in the old Martin Scorsese uh, filmography. And I, you know, feel like this is something I should have pulled up uh, already, but I don't. I believe uh, it's so, okay. After Hours, no? Oh, King of oh, Comedy. King of Comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. King of Comedy next yes. week. That's going to be a fun watch. Oh, yeah. The K of C. K of C, yeah. It's a, the KFC. This, this is a good one, Eric. This is a movie I've seen a few times. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to see it. Have you seen it before? Never seen it. It's one of those that I've been meaning to watch, yeah, so you're I'm, gonna I'm, dig I'm looking it. forward to it. You're going to dig it. Um, anyway, Jeremy, anything you want to plug... No, not at, at all. all. Norma? I'll see you in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs>